0: Welcome to Conversations, a podcast featuring conversations about life, theology, scripture, church, and everything in between. Hosted by Genesis Church in Mexico, Missouri. Find out more at www.genesisbegins.com.
1: Well, this is Jeff Stott with Billy Johnson, and uh, welcome to another Conversations podcast and uh we are beginning a new series on making disciples and and uh but we're not this is not going to be a theory thing this is really it'll feel we're going to look at some scripture we're going to look at some what the bible says about disciples making disciples discipleship and we're going to unpack some of that along the way but really what we want to do is we want to look at uh some of the nuts and bolts and practicality of what it means to be a disciple and specifically to make disciples who then go and make disciples. Um, and we're also going to look at things like the five stages of spiritual growth, and we're going to look at some curriculum that will help you. We're also going to be talking about discipleship groups and some of the logistics of who to invite, how to invite, the length of it, You know what, what do you go through, how do you train these people in your discipleship group, how many you should have, and, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. And so uh, this will be multiple episodes. I don't know how many five six seven eight nine ten eight, nine, ten—ever how long it takes but uh if you're serious about wanting to learn how to make disciples and be a disciple i think this will be very helpful for you and if you are a leader in your church um and you've been wondering how can we make disciples well if you listen to all these podcasts we're gonna give you one strategy, and um, that I think will work over time. Now it's slow in the beginning, but over time it it, it, it can make a huge difference. And so uh, I'm excited about it. All right, so there's the introduction, and so uh, Billy, you wanna you wanna say hi so people know you're actually here?
0: Yeah, sure. I uh, I was just waiting for a break. Uh, so no this this particular topic, I'm excited to talk about this particular topic just because uh, there's so much good uh in you know in in this topic and also uh the process the discipleship group process is something that I think uh is a great process. It's helped me along. I'm really excited about this sort of thing. It's it's helped me a ton. And I'll I'll be honest with you, just kind of you know to kind of throw it out there. You know, I I've I've been pondering on this. A lot of people sit around and wonder what the meaning of life is and things like that. I am of the opinion that the Bible clearly states what the meaning of life is, and it's in Matthew 28, go and make disciples. And so that—that that is just my personal opinion. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this particular topic. Uh, this has been—this particular topic— in itself has has been life changing for me. So I'm super excited to be chatting about it.
1: Yeah, I am excited about it because you know, I'm, I'm in, you know, you and I are both in the middle of doing what we're talking about. This is, yes. we're not just, this is again, like this is, we're not talking about a theory. We're talking about a, a practical aspect of intentionally making disciples with a clear strategy of reproducing itself. And so and it it works. And it works.
0: It works. It it, it doesn't just work because somebody told me it works. Right. It works because I've seen it work for me personally, and I see it working with other people. Yeah. This works. Yeah, it
1: does. Yeah. And it's so (laughs) simple, it's pitiful.
0: (laughs) You know, and it's one of those things (laughs) that I had always heard the term disciple. I'd always heard that, hey, you know, Matthew 28 says we need to go and make them. And for some reason, it just—it was a topic that I glossed over or never took very seriously. And it is absolutely simple, and it is life changing.
1: It is, and uh, we're going to get into this in a moment. But I think one of the biggest difference is when a believer starts seeing themselves more of a as a disciple rather than as a Christian. I know that sounds weird. Well, but but there's a reason for it, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, because those are. They mean two different things. Absolutely. Okay. They do. So, uh, all right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna take a look at the great commission, but we're really going to hone in on four words and I'm going to just read the great commission and they're going to hone in on four words, uh, for today. And we're going to unpack that. So here's what Jesus said in Matthew 28, beginning in verse 18. He said, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus came and told his disciples. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples. That's the four words we're looking at. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, again, there's a lot going on there. Oh, sure. And there are volumes of stuff on this. Okay. If you do the research, I mean every word of this has been dissected. Okay. Now you so,
0: probably and I, I don't want to step out of line here, yeah. but you probably could preach on this particular set of passages for what, two and a half, three years? <laughs> Just on this these particular verses? Well,
1: uh <laughs> if you tried real hard? I don't I think I could without trying hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh Sorry, I had to take yeah, that shot. Jeff. If uh, for the listeners, if you, uh, if you don't know, I like to preach through a book. Uh, sometimes I'll do subjects, but I typically like going through a book. But when I say through a book, it's more like word by word, phrase yes. by phrase.
0: But it is, it, it is, okay. it is something that we joke about. But yeah. <laughs> it is incredibly insightful, and we very much appreciate yeah. well, our I'll, preacher. I, pre-
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I used to. I, I want to tell you, for preachers who are listening to this, I want to tell you, I used to struggle with this because, man some of the great preachers I would listen to, they didn't do that. Right. You know, and they, man, they could cover a whole chapter in one sermon and, and it felt like you covered the whole chapter. I'm thinking, how do they do that?
0: As long as I've been listening to you, uh-huh. if I were to go somewhere and hear somebody, I I don't know if I could handle it anymore. It's like, Whoa, boom, boom, boom. there has got to be more.
1: <laughs> Why did he skip that word? Why did yeah, he there's, skip that There's phrase. got yeah, to yeah, be no. some things
0: to unpack here yeah. and I would probably have to just come back and talk to you about it. Yeah. And, <laughs> Well, okay.
1: Since since I'm kind of in charge of the this podcast, you know, yeah. Well, there's a reason why we're only looking at four words. Sure, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, other guys will look at the whole thing. You know, do a bigger picture. But we're going to dive right into these four words. Go and make disciples. I love but then, it. But in reality, these four words will dictate the next ten podcasts because we're, that we're unpacking what this means in the real world. Well,
0: so and really, right? you know, the other words. Obviously, there's tons of stuff. But the the ultimate direction the directive mm. go and make disciples yeah it's just that simple yeah it well
1: simple is a a simple explanation but yeah. yes it's those four words are the directive yeah they are and and we have to understand what all that means so yeah right, so we're gonna so in this podcast we're gonna we're really gonna try to answer three very generic beginning simple questions so the first one is, what is a disciple? So he says, go and make disciples. So what are we making? Yes. Okay. What yeah. is the, I, I, you know, I hate to use the word product, but what is, what are we producing? Well, what yeah. Is what's it? the end result? Right. You know? Yeah. What's the end result? What are we trying to do here? So, all right. So th- here's some interesting stuff. Jesus used the term disciple. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he never used the word Christian. Right. Okay, see, that's interesting to me. That is very interesting. Okay, now that may be new to some folks, because most Christians refer to themselves as? Christians. Like I just said, yes. most Christians yes. refer to themselves as Christians. Yep. Okay, but here's what's, here's what's fascinating. The first instance of the word Christian is found in the book of Acts. The disciples were first called Christians in Antioch, and you're about halfway through the book of Acts at this point. Yeah. Acts chapter 11. Okay, Acts eleven twenty six. if you want to look it up. The disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Okay, but here's the thing: most Bible scholars agreed that it is unlikely that the believers themselves thought up the name Christians. Okay, it gets it gets even more weird, eh? Yeah. On. The early church had other names for themselves. So the, the church, the the Christians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay they would they called themselves things like disciples or saints or brothers or something of that nature. So the name Christian, which means belonging to Christ, some people define it as little Christ, but it really means belonging to Christ. So the name Christian meaning belonging to Christ, which is good, that's true. Oh, sure. okay, all right yeah, I mean it's it's an accurate description. Yeah, it is. Uh, appears this name Christian appears to have been invented. By those outside the church, not inside the church. Now, that's interesting. Yeah, just to uh,
0: identify a group of people. Yeah, those are Christians. Yeah.
1: And uh, they didn't know what else to call them. Sure. And so it was most likely, according to Bible scholars, it was most likely meant as a derogatory term. Mm. 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 Only two other times does the word appear in the New Testament, in Acts 26 and in 1 Peter 4. And the idea that the term Christian was originally a description that was used to express contempt or disapproval finds some support in 1 Peter 4, 16, which says this. However, if you suffer as a Christian, in other words, he's using the, if you if you take it as a derogatory term, right. he's, he's playing off of that saying, okay, if you suffer as a Christian, because the world is, they're going to, Call you a name? Yeah, and the word Christian is name calling. Right, they're cutting you down by calling you a Christian. Sure, and um, which is weird.
0: That is odd. That That is odd. That it was as it, yeah. That that same derogatory derogatory meaning, you know, was used somewhere in the Bible to describe. I, that, is, that is different. Yeah. Now, and I've never really thought about it that way, no. to be
1: honest. Yeah. So, you know, how in our world, it's kind of like when someone says something like, you know, okay, sometimes guys will, I mean, they're being funny, but some guys are serious and they'll, they'll like, they'll say, that woman. Yeah. And they mean the word woman in a derogatory sense. Yes. Yes. You know because of the tone and, right. And, yeah. And, or that man. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that husband, mm-hmm. that wife. And they're using it, you know, in derogatory. But they didn't come up with the term. But according to Bible scholars, what we have here is we have a term that came out of the world to be derogatory. And because of Christians, never called themselves Christians. That is so... I mean, I, my brain is twisted up right now yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. But, you know? Oh, So here, here's where... I, here's okay i got a thought so hang with me just oh, a yeah please all right so all right uh so the greek term for disciple in the new testament is it's the greek word it's the greek word uh <laughs> your printer just, just yeah my printer mind. is just uh, just coming alive for no reason at all over here it's right on my desk here it's a desktop printer and i'm yeah. thinking what is going on? I'm not printing anything. What's happening? I just decided to make noise. All right. So the Greek term for disciple in the New Testament is uh, uh, "mothitas," "mothitas," and which basically means student or learner. But a mm-hmm. disciple is also a follower, which we'll unpack, you know, in the series. So someone who adheres completely to the teachings of another, making them his role of life and conduct. So the thing is that the er, the, the early believers. They saw themselves as a disciple. Okay. Right. right. All right. And which, if you see yourself as a Christian, by definition, just someone who belongs to Christ. Sure. I just belong to Christ. Yeah. So, versus as a disciple, someone who is following, learning, Right, growing. Yes, you one's know?
0: much more involved. The other one you can
1: do while sitting down. Right,
0: you can belong to Christ in any any scenario. Right, you know, but to be a disciple, mm-hmm. that requires movement, effort. I, 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 there's a very distinct difference between the two. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no, there. no, that's
1: what I'm saying. Is that I, I think I think many believers today see themselves as a Christian. Well, and that's it. They just simply I belong to Christ. I'm on my way to heaven.
0: Okay, so let me let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let me explore just some weird thought that yeah, popped sure. in my head. So, belonging to if belonging to Christ, I, I guess in the context so uh I guess in the context of the derogatory term, you know, the way they used it, you know, in the old days or whatever. Um because cuz this idea of belonging to Christ, well we all belong to Christ. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Every human on this planet belongs to Christ. Correct? No. Now, well, so so my argument here uh-huh. is is that we belong to Christ. We get to we choose whether or not he's our lord and you know and and all that stuff. But technically don't we all Isn't every human here?
1: Well, uh we're all created by God. <laughs> sure. Okay, but we're not all part of the God's family. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, Am I making any sense here? With yeah,
1: no, I hear what you are saying, uh, but yeah, the to me when I hear someone who belongs to Christ, it sure. means they've been adopted. They're in the family. They belong to that family. Well, and I think that they that belong that's to pro- that team. They belong to that company. And
0: I imagine that was the context that they were using it when they were calling people Christians. You know, back yeah. in the old days, in that derogatory term. But but I was thinking like if we're talking about just because everything belongs to
1: God. He owns in, in, everything. Yeah, in those in, in that those sense.
0: In that sense.
1: Yeah, everything. If you're talking about, yeah, he owns everything. Yeah. Does he create? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I was getting kind yeah. of technical there. Right.
0: moment. At least that's where my brain went. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I do agree that that the term Christian, in in the context that we're talking about, probably was uh, used to describe people that followed Christ or were you know in the family.
1: If yeah, you will. and uh, or at least claimed. Yes. Yeah, because I don't want. To me, based on what we've just talked about, if we go with, if we go with the word Christian as a derogatory term, yeah, you know, little Christ, you know, today we hear they go, oh yeah, I'm a little Christ. That's me and many me. I'm just like Jesus, but I'm just not as you know, I'm not as powerful. Big. <laughs> well, no, that's not that. The extent, oh, he's a little, you know, he's one of those Christians. He's yes, a, that's what they, it was. It was a cut down, right? And um, and just because they, you know were a part of that group. That is so odd that it was just a derogatory
0: cut down.
1: Yeah. But cuz we're yeah. proud
0: to say I'm Christian. Yeah,
1: we are. I'm very proud right. to say I'm a
0: Christian. Yeah, yeah, me right? too.
1: Yeah. And uh but I think the mindset though is to say I'm a disciple. Right. Yes. That, that's a little, that's a little different.
0: Well, I I could tell you it feels a lot different.
1: Well, uh, cuz I am a disciple. Yeah. So here here's the thing. Here's here's okay, so you know, I I connect everything with sports because I love sports. Yes. Well, and it works. And it works. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, okay. When I was in sports, I was blessed, you know, to be athletic Mm -hmm. enough to where I started everything I played in. Yeah. And so I, I remember, uh, I had friends, okay. Who like on the football team. Mm -hmm. Okay. I started. They were third string, okay? okay? They, oh, they hardly ever saw the light of day on a Friday night. okay, right? right. All right. And so um, but they were on the team, right? Okay. Um, and I, let me let and so here's where I'm headed. There was a huge difference between now this is not true for everybody okay sure you know first string second string third string so uh and on and i was in a you know i I went i went to school in arkansas and it was a 4a school that was the largest school at arkansas all the time you know the big schools and so there was like we had like 50 i think six players on the team Mm -hmm. we usually started off with 70 Mm-hmm. And then they just start <laughs> dropping off. You know what I'm sure, saying? Sure, sure. And so uh, by the time the season started, you know, at two a days. You know, by the end of two a days,
0: it, it tends to uh, wash out. The it people washes, that's the, just yeah, yeah, right, right, pretty, yeah, yeah.
1: Because yeah. you're in South Arkansas in August, and it's mm-hmm. miserable. You know, yeah. So, but here's what I noticed: I noticed that the the players, the players, people who played mm-hmm. the first stringers, people who play a lot, um, the way they approach. The sprints, the weight room, everything was completely different. Oh sure, my friends, they 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 did the sprints. Sure, they did the weight room, but that intensity and that drive to get better was was just not there for most of them.
0: And that uh, that well, you know that. That understanding of what I, how what I'm doing in here translates out there. When you're not out there as often, right. it's hard for you to see how those how that translates to success on the field when you're not on the field a lot. Yeah, so so yeah, it's a different
1: intensity, right? And the expectations different. Sure. Okay, but, but here, here's where I'm at. It. Mm-hmm. Um, I would see people. Uh, they they would they would. Uh, they're working hard. I mean, they're, you know what I'm saying? And a player would get hurt. One of the first stringers get hurt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes that second stringer or third stringer would come in, and all of a sudden, they were practicing at a level I'd never seen before. Sure. They, they had it in them. Sure. Okay, but now all of a sudden, they know they're starting Friday night. Yes. And they've never started. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the guy in front of them got hurt. Yes. Or disciplinary issues. And so grades. And yeah. Yeah. Grades or <laughs> yeah. something else. Right. And so um, you know, uh he's in jail because he can't play. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> sure. Um but however uh but what I'm saying is that th- there's a mindset here. And I think what happens is I think a lot of Christians see themselves just simply as on the team. Yep. They they had they in their mind they're not thinking about going to battle on Monday morning spiritually. They're not thinking about, you know, the whole spiritual warfare aspect. Right, they're not thinking about making other disciples, improving other people. And some of the best players that are on our team were not only improving themselves, but I noticed that they also had a mindset of helping those behind them get better. Absolutely. Well, yeah. the The whole idea of belonging to Christ. You
0: know, like I said, you can do that sitting down. Yeah. You can sit in the stands and do that. Right. I mean that it's that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can sit there and watch other people play the game and mm-hmm. still belong to Christ.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, is that I, fi- I find that some Christians, they're like fans. Man, like a fan. Like, okay, for example, I'll be talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Man, we are so good. Yeah. Man, we did. We played good. We played good this last like Sunday. Out, didn't we?
0: Like you out there playing on the team or exactly. something. Exactly.
1: Sure. they lose? Boy, they, tell, they did terrible.
0: Actually, so, that's a great point.
1: Right. And so I think some Christians, uh, you know, they see themselves as a Christian. They're on the team, they're sure. part of the team, if you will, but they're in the stands or they're on the sidelines and they wear the clothes. They cheer the cheers. They go, they show up. They love the players and they love the head coach and all that other kind of stuff. And, but, they have no intentions of playing, sure. getting hit, you know, or making anybody better. Yeah. So what, what I'm saying is, is that, that if you're going to make disciples, the first thing you got to make sure is that you've got a disciple mindset, you got a student disciple learning, following mindset yourself, to where you want to grow, and not only do you want to be better and more mature, you want to help others do the same.
0: Well, and and I yeah, I love well, and and understanding the difference between sitting in the stands yeah and getting out on the field right you know just understanding the important difference between those
1: two yeah i i and when we get into the five stages of spiritual growth sure this will help a lot of people understand oh oh oh, you'll understand why there are some you know who are more intense about it sure and some who are clueless about it and it's not Really, I don't want to say it's not their fault but they it's just a spiritual growth they just hadn't got there yet right you know well and, and I
0: I love the idea of that because you know it, it will give the people listening and a, a opportunity to honestly evaluate where they're at yeah where they are spiritually you know because they may be frustrated and it, it, there may be a million different reasons why they're not in the game the way they want to be right. and it might just be because they're not ready for that yet yeah you know because, and, so, yeah. And, and if
1: you're in a church and if you're listening to this podcast and you're in a church and you're thinking how come they don't put me in leadership or they don't use me this well it may be because they're they're seeing something that you're not spiritually ready no doubt and no doubt and they haven't told you that because they well, don't. They don't want to hurt your feelings. I was gonna say that could. That could. You know. That
0: could be difficult.
1: That or. Be difficult. Or you've not asked. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Say so, hey, how come I, y'all don't let me do this or that? Well, okay. And if they're honest. Yeah. They may say, well, we we think you need to grow a little bit. Sure. You know. Because sure. there are some people who should not be leading a life group. Correct. They're just not ready, you right. that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not gonna let anybody just stand up there on Sunday morning and say whatever. <laughs> you know what Come know? on now, they're not ready. I don't know what they're gonna say. <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah. all right, so we're talking about this word disciple. What is a disciple? And it's really a learner, a student, a follower of Jesus. Uh, I mean, in, and I don't mean just going to church, right? And I don't mean just reading the Bible. I mean they're they're learning. they're, sure. they're trying to apply this to to their life. They're serious about it. Yes, at some level, there's things about it. Okay, so uh, um, when you think about the word disciple, it really involves four things. Okay, so it's going to involve your mind, what you think. It's going to involve your will, the decisions you make. It's going to involve your emotions, how, you know how you feel about things. Yeah, and it's also going to uh, impact your behavior, and so you're gonna you're gonna do things differently okay i I, yes i can attest to that right so what you have is you know because the bible talks about your mind renewing the mind all that kind of stuff and and being a disciple is part of that process as a learner you will have to think i mean as a disciple you're going to have to think about what god says you're going to have to think about you know how this applies to your life yes whether it's in the Bible talks about meditating. That's just meaning just thinking it through, thinking mm-hmm. it over, how to apply all that kind of stuff. What does it mean? Asking all the questions. By the way, in one of my discipleship groups the other day, a few weeks ago, in my discipleship group, one of the guys we were talking about something, and he he had never noticed a certain word in the Bible. Yeah, and it just made the passage so clear. And he said, and I made the statement, I said, you know, God actually says exactly what he means okay <laughs> and i said for some reason we have a tendency to miss what he actually means and we just kind of fill it in with some kind of imagination stuff, sure. stuff. and i said it's we some... finished god's sentences i'm using yes, air quotes we, there exactly. we finished yeah. god's sentences <laughs> yeah and so and uh, i said but when you slow down and that's another reason why i do that word by word yes. phrase by phrase yes because if, if if you're not careful, you come up with some weird theology because you just fill in the gap with your own imagination. And let's see, what does God's word actually say? So let's make sure we look at the actual words he's saying to us Yes, and, and see what that means. So anyway, it's going to change the way you think as a disciple, you're going to find yourself thinking about things you never thought about. Okay. Cause you're learning his word, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, which w- will impact your will, your decision making. Cause so if you're, for example, if you're studying what the, if you're, a disciple and you're say a husband and you're trying to figure out what it means to be a husband. So you're going to study the word and you're going to want to know what that means. All of a sudden you're going to start encountering things in the word about what it means to be a husband. Yeah, That's going to challenge your uh. selfishness, your sinful nature, your tradition, your culture. I don't know all what you're talking about. Yeah, Jeff. that's right. Yeah. And I didn't go through a discipleship n- no, process. That's you right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to go, okay, I need to start making different decisions no as doubt. a husband. Yeah. Because your thinking's changing yes based on the word and then your your emotions are going to change because as you're as you start thinking differently and as you start making different decisions it, this is all overlapping but you start feeling differently about yourself as a husband and your role as a husband or you start feeling different about money because you're learning what the bible says about money and what's really important what's not important and you start thinking differently about your about being a parent i mean it just you start feeling your values and how you feel and what you're passionate about begins to change. So I just to
0: share a really quick story, uh, obviously we talk about discipleship groups and stuff like that. And you know, husband-wife stuff means a lot to me. I get real excited about that. So I'll just share this real quick. So you know, when we went, you and I and, and a couple of our other buddies, we went through a discipleship group. We did that complete husband thing. And, uh, you know, I remember, so some of the questions in that book, you know, I would, I would go to my wife, Tosh and ask her and man, it just seemed like it was a free shot for her to just punch me in the face, you know, emotionally, like, you know, there were some things that I needed to hear. Right. So I remember in the very beginning of that book. Thinking, man, I can't wait till Tosh goes through this so I can so I can fire these shots back, right? Right. So now, obviously, my mindset changed over a period of time, and and a lot of things happened. But just last night, I was I was talking to Tosh. They've gotten they've got to you know because she's in a a ladies discipleship group, and they've gotten to the point where uh, they're reading on a book about being a wife, and you know, and and those different things. Well, one of the things that they're doing is is they're actually drawing some of the questions. Out of that book that we did in oh, the, the husband complete book. husband. Yeah. Huh. And and utilizing some of those questions because they thought they were good. Yeah. I found myself when Tosh asked me some of those questions, I this this whole idea of that I had before, like, man, I can't wait till my chance. <laughs> You know, that whole idea has is just gone. Yeah. It's gone. And so when when she would ask me the questions, I would be honest. And actually the 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 exciting thing was, and it's you know, you talk about this mind shift. The exciting thing was is that I I'm just super pumped for my wife because I know as we go through this process and as we're honest with one another, just the incredible feeling that comes from the growth. And I'm actually super excited for her. And I'm very proud to see her go through this process because I know how good it is. You know, and so this whole idea that, man, I can't wait till my chance so I can fire these shots at my wife, you know, is completely dissipated to this idea of, I'm just so excited for her and I want to be as honest as I can for her because I know how it feels right. to grow. So yeah, this whole idea that there's a different mindset, yeah, it's, it's incredible what it can do if you'll let God get in there and kind of tear you up and tear you to pieces and put you back together? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, incredible, Jeff.
1: Transformation is tough. It's it's yeah.
0: I, I just kept thinking, this is what it's like to be in the forge. Yeah, this is what it's like to be beat with the hammers <laughs> and heated up. And and, and man, I was, yeah. I was, but I I look back on it and I am so thankful. Now look, I've got miles to go even yet. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm in a discipleship group now and next time we do the book, mm-hmm. there will be new things that I learn. Right. And I'll hop right back in the forge, but I understand the importance of it now. Yeah. You know, and so so I just wanted to share that because it 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 is transformational in how you think and view some things. Now look, I'm a sinner. You know, I'm still broken and all right. of those things, but man, as I as I continue to walk with God and continue to do the things that God says do, Just the transformation is exciting, and then you'll find yourself, after he's worked on you a little bit, to be excited to see other people do that. Right. It's incredible. So anyway, I didn't mean to derail, but there really is a mind shift in your thinking, how you look at people and relationships, people that do you wrong. You find, I find it much easier to look and just think about being empathetic towards those people instead of angry. You know, it's it's just profound what it, the mindset, how much it changes. So
1: yeah, because being a disciple, I think part of being a disciple, and we'll get more into this when we talk about the five stages of of spiritual growth. But being a disciple is learning how to examine yourself Mm. and let God change you without trying to change the other person. Mm. Yes. Okay. So because here's the that's difficult. I've done. I okay. I don't do a whole lot of marriage counseling, premarital counseling anymore, but used to do a lot of it. Yeah, and uh, and uh, now after I've been doing this, I don't know, twenty five, thirty years now, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds crazy to me that I've been doing this that long.
0: That's where all that white came from. That's where all beard. that white came
1: from <laughs> yeah. on my beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, and all the wrinkles and everything. Okay, so <laughs> we don't I, need to I, get, get into. We, the, yeah. So anyway, the. Um, I have discovered that it's almost it's near impossible to um, uh, do marriage counseling with both of them in the room. Right, I bet uh, because each one wants the other person to change. Sure, even if, when they say the right things, you know you can tell it's like they want the wife to change they want the husband to change it's you know really just it's, about it's, holding
0: the other person accountable mm-hmm. in, yeah. in their mind right and and i i understand that feeling
1: uh, Yeah. for and, the record and here here's what and here's here's man it's like they get so uh, over the years i have seen the look of frustration when i say when i have either one of them in front of me or I have both of them and i'll have the conversation with okay uh quit trying to change each other yeah. Okay. We're gonna work on you. Yeah. Let's see what the Bible says about being a husband. Husband. Uh-huh. Wife. Let's see what the Bible says about being a wife. Yeah. Just do, don't worry about what your husband's doing or not doing. But that's not why we're here. No. We're I want here to, to sling mud. My life would be so much better <laughs> if he were to change. Well, yeah. that may be correct. Or if she sure. were to change. Sure. Yeah? Oh yeah, your life might be easier. But I, I want to tell you, you have one or two options. You're either, either going to leave him. you mm-hmm. Are you going to just die and you're going to have this dead marriage under that roof of yours, or you can change. And become somebody much deeper and much more meaningful in the relationship. And the Bible says that if a husband does one thing, the wife will kind of refollows that. Sure, is a reflection of that in some sure. ways you know not all the time but but right. also the bible talks about a wife if she's a certain way the husband responds to that absolutely it's a, it, and it there's is an influence true. here going yes. on and i know people don't want to hear that they go Look. my husband would never you know my wife will never she always you know and and i'm going okay but you really haven't tried it yet well and not only that
0: but when they say those things it's like i'm pretty sure the bible says x y and z are you saying god doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes <laughs> to husband and wives
1: okay so now it's like, like, come just, on now all right so this is where we get into do Do you really believe what God says in his word? right.
0: And here's the thing. I know it can be difficult sometimes when you're faced with the nonsense of life. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, Mm -hmm. the more you're looking and the more you're paying attention and the more you're willing to be a disciple and to move Mm -hmm. forward and take those things serious and to follow go, Mm -hmm. you know, and do those things, the more you will see and begin to believe that, hey, God is right. He knows
1: what Mm -hmm. he's talking about. And I can see it in this way. Okay, so I have this little theory Yeah, that for married people Mm -hmm. that you can find out how committed you are to following Jesus based on looking at how committed you are on being the spouse he wants you to be. Uh,
0: Jeff Stott, that is one of the most honest, truthful, and profound things you've ever said, that is yeah. absolutely bullseye accurate. Well,
1: every now and Man, then. Man, I tell you what. Every now and then, gold comes out, Woo. okay? All well, right. but
0: it it is so <laughs> yeah. absolutely true, both in theory and practice. Yeah. It is. You are absolutely right on that. And man, I, I'm going to get on a soapbox here in a minute. Yeah, I'm going to well, start preaching,
1: yeah. Jeff. Yeah, all yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So <laughs> we're talking about what does it mean to be a disciple. So it's yeah, going to, it's yeah. you know, it involves your how you think, how you feel, your, uh, decisions you make, the behavior, and we'll talk about all that stuff as we move sure, on. Sure, sure. Okay, so um, let's move on here because um, man, there's a lot of stuff here. So uh, <laughs> let's, let's all right, let's go to the okay. The first question is what is a disciple, and and, and in a nutshell. We're talking about someone who is a student, a follower, a learner of Jesus. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so the second big question is what does it mean to make disciples? Okay, so we know what we're, we're, we, he says go and make disciples. So go and make people who follow me, learn from me, who are growing in me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so go and, and so, okay. All right, let's play fill in the blank real quick. Okay. If a believer or a church is not making disciples then they are making blank okay so if they're not real if they're if they're not gonna make disciples what are they making yeah what's the product what what are they actually producing yeah okay so let's I want to fill in the blank a few and you might yeah. Get yeah yeah all right so they might they might be making Christians which is good sure People who belong to Christ, when they die, they go to heaven. Or they may be making church attenders, people who show up to church all the time, sing just a few songs, listen to a sermon, go home. Sure. And they're there every week. Uh, they may be making religious people, you know. Yeah. Who say their prayers. They read the Bible. Go to a life group. Give. Religious people. Uh, they may be making nice people. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with nice people. No. Uh, They may be making joiners, meaning like church, you know, in other words, more than church attenders, they just, oh, we're going to join this church. Oh, okay. We, we, you know, we've got all these, man, we had 53 people join this year, isn't Mm -hmm. it? You know, that kind of thing. You know, so, but again, Jesus says exactly what he means. He says, go and make. Disciples. Disciples.
0: Not Christians, not joiners, not nice people, none of that. None of Disciples. that. Disciples. Disciples. And as you've mentioned before, he says it because he knows we're going to struggle or need to be reminded. Yeah, because I think we get distracted by all this other, all this this good stuff. Yeah, nice
1: people. Yeah. Attenders. Yeah. All those things. Yeah, yeah we yeah, get distracted. Yeah, yeah. Man, things are going well. That's right. Um, and... All right, so I'm going to go back to my little sporting analogy. Okay. So for those listeners who are not in sports, I'm sorry about it. All right, so. He's not really sorry yeah, about it. No, I, just, <laughs> I just say that to make myself feel better, yeah. and hopefully you feel better about yeah. the process. All right, so, and I'm not trying to lie, because my seven-year-old was saying, you're lying. I said, no, that's not really a lie. It's kind of complicated. Okay, <laughs> so anyway. Um, uh, so when, in the sporting world, here's the thing. So, like, I'll go, I'll go back to football, because I'm I am dying for football to start. Right. Okay. I'm excited. Too. Yeah, I'm I'm watching games from last season already. Okay. All right. That's I, didn't, terrible. I didn't realize you were that. Dumb, I had recorded far some, and I was going hole. through my list on the recorder, you know what I'm saying? I'm going, Oh, I I forgot I still had those. We gotta get you some help. So I started watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, just this I'll, I'll put it in the background. It's like Woo. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay, Woo. so all right. uh. So here's, here's, here's how this works. If you don't know how this works, if you're going to make a good quarterback, you're going to have certain things they go through, okay? You've got certain training things they're going to go through. They have got certain uh, exercises, stretching. Actually, at the professional level, they, they train completely different than those other players, okay? okay? All right? Because of their position, all right? So it, it, Jesus would say, I want you to go and make quarterbacks, then we would come up with a strategy to make the best quarterback we can. What does he need to know? What does he need to do? What does he need to learn? What does he? How do we need to? What does he need to think about? Yeah. What does he need to? How does he need to behave? You know. What does he need to know? Mm-hmm. How does he need to feel about what's going on? Yeah. You see what's happening. Yeah. And so to where he will make good decisions as a quarterback. Well, he will read the defense. He will hand it off, pass. It off. You know, whatever skills he needs. Yeah. We're going to train this guy to be the best quarterback. And by the way. There's a documentary out <laughs> and in it, hey, go ahead. Yep. There's a documentary out and it's called quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. And, uh, in its pack, one of the, have three quarterbacks are following in the NFL ball. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but they're 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 you, you get to see it. You get behind the scenes stuff. Well, the trainer for Patrick Mahomes, who's right now the best quarterback in the NFL plays for Kansas city chiefs.
0: Well, I mean, slow down. We won't get into that argument, but go ahead. Go ahead, Joe.
1: Anyway. On to your point. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So they were talking, they they were showing him doing some of his stretches, like his normal stretches. Mm -hmm. Then the trainer says, hey, he says, okay, now we need to do your awkward stretches. Awkward stretches. So what he does is he gets Patrick Mahomes in positions that are, almost contortion like yeah. because of the way he gets hit and bent back and twist. Sure. And all of that is to protect him from in- injury. So he's flexible. So they're very intentional.
0: About- and strategic and yes. intentional.
1: Yeah. They're planning for the game day. So if you get hit this way and you get bent this way, which you will, mm-hmm. you know, we want to make sure your body is flexible enough for where to bend that way, where most people just do normal stretches. Sure. So what I'm saying is is that if we're gonna make disciples, then we have to have an intentional strategy to help people grow and be be a follower, learner, uh, student of Jesus to where they can apply what God wants them to apply with their finances, with their marriage, at work, in their daily life, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so it's got to be
0: intentional in a way that it can be reproduced over and over again. That's right.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. Here's what's sad is that the secular world, they have got us beat on this. Oh, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You go into a company, they're going to train you how to do the job. You go into the military, they're going to train you how to, they're not going to train you how to do everything, but they're going to train you how to do what they need you to do. Yep. And uh, in churches, we're kind of behind on that. I I do agree. I mean, again, I, I'm a pastor. Yeah. I preach the word. I lead a life group. I have a discipleship group, and I do counseling. I mean, I do all variations yes. of stuff. Yeah. But there's a huge difference between making disciples and preaching, having a life group, and counseling. No doubt. Making disciples intentionally is different than those other, four, other three things I just mentioned. Right. Even though... It can be part of the discipleship process, but you'll see the difference when we get into the nuts and bolts of the intentional making process. Sure. So so we have to remember, we're trying to make disciples. We're not trying to make Christians. Right. Okay. We're not trying to make good people or nice people or hopefully they will be nice. Well, as a byproduct. As a byproduct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that's not what we set out to do. No. Well, and, and focus on the goal focus on what we're really
1: trying to get done. Cuz J- cuz Jesus didn't say, "Go and make Christians." Right? Right? He said, "Go and make disciples." Yep. That's the product. And he's very specific. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when when God wanted something in the Bible, the wording is very specific. Right.
1: Yeah, and if if churches and Christians individual if we say, "I'm okay, we're going to be a part of making disciples and we're going to create a strategy to make disciples." I think a lot of churches would get rid of a lot of things they're doing, or they would change what they're doing. Sure, because you have to ask yourself: Are we producing? What are we producing? Yes. What are we setting out to make, and what are we producing? Yeah. What's the What's coming out of the factory? Yep. I, I hate to say factory, but well, you understand what I'm right. saying? Absolutely. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, we're making we're to make disciples. Okay, and again, we're gonna next few podcast, we're going to go into the logistics on that word make. What does it mean to make disciples? Because mm-hmm. there's some intentionality behind that. You're going to go do something. And we'll talk about that. All right. So, but uh, let's start with the next, the last, or end with this last question. What does it mean to go? He says, go and make disciples. So That's what, a great
0: question. Yeah.
1: What does it look like on a practical level to go and make disciples?
0: And, and what's cool is, is this idea, what does it look like to go, you know, uh, so I feel like I've gone. I'm going and and making disciples. But my definition of what "go" means is constantly being reevaluated and changed. But one thing I can say that's been consistent: "Go" means to do something. Don't sit down. Mm-hmm. You know you you know to to. Some sort of action moving forward, you know, and and again, your strategy when you move forward and and kind of how you do things can be adjusted, but at least you're moving forward and you're going to do mm-hmm. something, you know. So
1: and, and 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 now in context, he does say, "Go make disciples of all nations." Now this yeah. is used a lot for missions and you know going around the world, yes. international missions, yes. all that kind of stuff. Totally agree with that application, of course. Completely.
0: But for me, well, yeah, for, for you, me, well, you know, but when
1: you bring it down. Even with the so to go, let's say you go to another country, right? And you're going to make disciples. Well, now all of a sudden, you still have to answer the questions that we're about to address. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to go? Yes, and make disciples to go over there, or to go across town, or go across the living room, you know, yep. whatever, you know, wherever you're going. Yeah. Uh, what does you know? And so, all right. So let me uh, let, let's do it this way. So if I'm going to go somewhere, my in fact, I'm going to be taking a trip with me and the two little two girls and uh here in about a week or so and uh just a short trip to go see mama you know sure what we call skeeter mall skeeter mall (laughs) skeeter mall my man that's right (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) what that arkansas (laughs) south arkansas south yeah yeah. deep south so all right uh we're gonna go down there a couple days hang out do some stuff and um now if i was gonna take a trip um that i didn't wasn't real clear of everything. I've made this trip many times. I know where we're Mm -hmm. going. I know where we're going to stop. I mean, just a hundred times. Sure. Okay. Uh, But when you're taking a long trip and a long journey, uh, even just driving, you know, you're going to have to pull out a map, paper map, online map, whatever it is you want to use. And you're going to have to figure out, okay, how far do we want to drive this day? How far do we want to, you know, where are we are going to stay? You know, you can talk about, you can, you're going to be thinking about clothing, you're be thinking about, thinking about weather, you're going to be thinking of, you know, like, do I need warm clothes, you know, summer clothes, winter clothes, you know, like sure. that kind of stuff. You know, you can be in the mountains, down whatever you're going to do. And we're going to go swimming or not, you know, all this, all this kind of stuff, think about money. You're going, to, you're going to think about the automobile, make sure it's ready for the trip, blah, blah, blah. You got all these logistics. Yeah. Okay. To go from point A to point B. To sure. go from point A to point B. So uh, when you're making disciples, the same stuff needs to come to our minds. Yes. Okay. What do I need? Who's going to be involved? Who's going on the trip? You know, what I'm saying, what do they need to make this trip successful? You know, um, what's the curriculum? What's yes. the material? Yes. How long will this trip take? Yes. How long is this discipleship process that I want to invest in? Because at some point, that all that the intentionality, because here's the deal. If I take a trip, okay, and I'm planning on it, when it's all said and done, I get back home, I now have a road map. Yes. I've been there. I can reproduce it. Yep. Matter of fact, the people who went with me. They can do the same. They can take other people on the same trip. Absolutely. Okay. So when we're talking- Once t-
0: they've been given the driver's license and all that other That's stuff- That's right. They can take them on the same okay. trip. Okay.
1: They've been there and now they can get two or three other in their car and they can take them on a trip.
0: And they they get to feel confident because they've got the same map. Yeah. It's already been mapped out for It's already for been it. mapped out Reproducible.
1: Uh, reproducible. Yes. There's an intentional plan and it's reproducible. So uh, I think part of this going is all of that intentionality because at some point you've got to get up, get in the car- Load the luggage, pack stuff, and go. You got to get off the couch. You got to get off the couch. And at some point, you're going to have to say, "Okay, I need. Uh, I'm going to invite. So, like my group, I you know invited. I'm going to invite these three men, mm-hmm. and we are going to begin a process. And I'm going to invite them on a journey for one year. Yep. And we're going to go through certain material. And the material is not. This is not really a Bible study, even though it is. Sure. Uh, it's, this is a intentional, I'm going to train them how to make disciples. That's what this is about. Yes. So they're going to participate. They're going to, they're going to lead. We're all going to share the leadership. We're all going to share, you know, lead in the discussions. We're all going to do that stuff. And so when it's all said and done, they will know how to invite others. When it's done, they can start their own group and they can invite three guys into their, their new group. And then they can lead them through the same journey on the same trip. Yes. And it just reproduces, keeps going that way. And, um, so I think one way to apply going is this discipleship group thing that we're going to be talking about in detail over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now again, I don't want I don't want to mislead anybody. Uh, again, I am a pastor, so I think part of this journey for everybody is you need to be a part of a healthy church. You need to show up to church. You know, spiritual growth involves being a part of a healthy church, showing up, worshiping, listening to a sermon. If you need to be a part of a Bible study, you know, and you're studying the Word, I mean, that's all part of it. you got to have your quiet time, a long time with God, learn how to pray, you know, all that kind of stuff. But there's something different about when you're being trained on how to make disciples. Well, yeah, we still want to make nice people. Yes. We still want to make
0: joiners yeah. that are going to join the church. Right. And we want to make church attenders and all that stuff. Yes. when But when we're talking specifically about making a disciple, it's like we need to make sure that we're defining what that process and what the end result of that part of the process is. Mm-hmm. Because yes, all those, you know, nice people and joiners and, and all <laughs> that, those are great things that we want to do as well, you know, but, you know, in, in in this context. But yeah, when we're talking about discipleship and making disciples, yeah, we just need to be real clear that we're looking at it very specifically. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want it to look like when I'm done. And here's how I'm going to do it. Right. You know, and so, so yeah, we're just talking in the context of making disciples. There's a whole lot of other great things that happen, like you said at at Sunday service, at at life group. All of those things they are in incredibly important. But yeah, we're just talking in the context of disciples making them specifically.
1: So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and the thing is, is that so when you look at okay, so. Biblically speaking, mm-hmm. there's when it comes to the church, there's actually five purposes to the church. And and Rick Warren made it popular when he wrote The Purpose Driven Life or the Dr- and The Purpose Driven Church. And so uh, but he didn't come up with it. It was already out there. He just repackaged it and it just we needed it at the time. Sure. And you know, and it's worship. Okay. So if you if you ever read The Purpose Driven Life or The Purpose Driven Church, it's based off of five things. Worship evangelism which is part of going which we didn't get into but it's right. evangelism uh discipleship okay uh service and uh, fellowship yeah so those five things is the is what's called the purposes of the church and they're five separate things they do overlap of course but they are separate yeah there are five right. specific
0: things yes. that want that the church intends to accomplish right Five separate things that do overlap, and you know you need one to have the you know I mean mm. they they work together well obviously right. yeah, you know yeah. but yeah they are five
1: separate things yeah and and I think I think we need to remember that yeah you know? and, and, and what we have to be and here's what you find in churches okay so if you're out there and you're listening to podcasts and you're thinking man I need to find a church here's what you, here's what you're, you're going to find you're going to go to church and he, you're going to find every church is strong in one or two of these church? and weak in the other. Right. Some are really strong in fellowship, but boy, they're terrible at worship, you know? Or they're man, they got a great worship experience. You know what I'm saying? Wow, well, it's great. But their discipleship is terrible. Sure. Or their evangelism is strong and sure. Their you know, service is terrible. You know, whatever. And so uh meaning like ministry to others and just yeah. you know serving the community, that kind of stuff. And so uh um and uh, so, you know, if you're trying to find a perfect church, it's not going to happen. Yeah, good <laughs> okay. luck. Yeah, good luck on that one. <laughs> yeah. right? And But I am convinced that there are times where I think people who move around from church to church, I think that's okay, as long as it doesn't get into a church hopping. Sure. Because here's what happened. I think evangelistic churches, the ones that are strong in evangelism, mm-hmm. I think you have some churches that are strong in evangelism, man, there's something about them that just reaches the lost, and but they're not very good at discipleship. Right. But then the person starts, they they want his God to the Lord, and he starts growing spiritually, but he's not getting fed mm-hmm. from the Word like he has yeah. to. Yeah, And he's heard about a church across town, so he goes to that one because they're really strong on the teaching of the Word, the discipleship, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he gets plugged in there for a while. You see what's happening sure. here? Sure, sure. He Going grows. to getting whatever nourishment
0: they need. That's right, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then they grow, and the next thing you know, God calls them to get some church that needs them. Because yep. now they're mature yes, and he's moved off. to. So now he's, that's three churches right there. Yeah. You see what's happening? Yeah. So, uh, and I, and I try to tell pastors all the time, it, you know, people come and go, it's okay. You know, God doesn't see like for us, God doesn't just see Genesis church. Right. You know, he sees all the churches yep. and he sort of just moves people around. Sure. And, you know, that kind of stuff. And, I, and cause we have people come, people go all the time. So, you know, and I hate to see people go and, uh, well, but as long as they're going to get what they
0: need, right?
1: I want them to grow spiritually. At the end of the I, yeah. day, it's
0: like, it's it's not about ego. It's not no, about any of that. It's no. about hey, go get what you need. Yeah, let's go that's make the disciples. most. Yes, yeah. that's the most important thing. Man. Yeah, this, this is about God, not about Genesis
1: Church. Yeah, there are <laughs> well, times. Well, there are times where I'll be sitting down with somebody that has not been to Genesis, you know, and yeah. they'll say, "Hey, we're might about coming Genesis," you know. I mean, I'll just talk, run them to Walmart sure. or something, and and. Uh, and, and, and they'll say, well, we go to, I said, well, do you go to church somewhere already? He yeah. And I said, well, and I'm thinking, huh, okay, that church is quite a bit different than us. And I sure. said, well, and I'll explain to them. I said, you know, you know, man, just come, you can feel free to check us out, but, you know, we do things a little different. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh we're not for everybody. I mean, we would love to be for everybody. Sure, you know, we're for it, anybody that walks in the yes, door. That's right. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah, yeah, but not <laughs> everybody likes us because right. you know we're, uh, you know, we're, we're a little different. Wild and crazy. We're no, a little I'm wild and crazy. I'm <laughs> that's right. We're committed to the word, and we're you <laughs> right. know we're about making disciples. Absolutely. A, but, but how we package it, you know, it, it's a little it's a little different for this community. Sure. For this community, sure it's a little different. So, um, and that's okay. But okay, so. um So now here's what we've done so far. Okay. And we're going to, we've been going for about 50 minutes and so we're going to wrap it up here. So we've been talking about what a disciple is. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a follower. It's a learner of Jesus, that kind of thing versus the original meaning of just Christians, Christians, Christians. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. Okay. For the listener, I don't, um, and for those who actually go to Genesis and if, Okay, I try to be like Jesus, and I try to say what I mean, but sometimes I don't. Right. But one of the things I'm very intentional about on Sunday morning when I'm preaching, I hardly ever use this word Christian. Sure. Because in our culture, it just means so much and so little. Right. You know, what you'll hear is, you'll hear the word believer or follower of Jesus. Oh, yeah.
0: Follower of Jesus is a huge thing that you use on a regular basis. Because
1: I, I am distinguishing something here you know what i'm saying because our culture has so watered down the word christian that if you believe in god exists then you know some people think well yeah i believe god exists i'm a christian right you know yeah it's i like think I, jesus was real i'm a christian you yeah. don't, no that's not it's like there, there's a there's there, some subtleties there yeah, that need to uh, be taken yeah, care yeah, of yeah, but, yeah, no that's yeah. not how that works <laughs> yeah. so uh but and I think words mean things, and so I, I try to communicate what I'm trying to communicate. So, uh, all right. So, what is disciple? We talked about. We talked about what does it mean to uh, make disciples a little bit mm-hmm. about the intentionality behind it, and we're going to get really deep into that uh, through the series. And uh, and we talked a little bit about what it means to go. Um, And to be active, so get off the couch, invite people, start making disciples, you know, intentionally. Again, that that goes with making disciples. But uh, all right, so here's what we're going to do. All right, we're going to end here. And so next time, uh, we're going to talk about the five stages of spiritual growth. Awesome. Okay, and um, we... We find this helpful. I think you'll find it helpful, the listener, because uh, everybody is at one of these stages. These are five biblical stages. This is not just something we just pulled out, or the, and you can find these five stages. They all come with different terminology depending on who you read by. This they've been out there for a while, but um, and it's, these five stages are normally used for like discipleship groups or like leaders, like in church leadership. But however, as a uh, as a believer, you'll want to take a you'll, you'll listen to this and you'll think, oh. I'm at stage three. I'm a spiritual young adult, or I'm a spiritual child or infant.
0: As a believer, it's also huge because you know wherever you're at, uh, when you when you're dealing with someone, if you're able to look and kind of evaluate where you think they're at, uh, it can kind of help you understand why they react or why they why they say what they say back to you as as you approach different ideas. Well,
1: and it also helps you identify what they need. Oh, no doubt. Because you know I'm going to respond differently to a seven year old then I will say a 37-year-old. Sure. Sure. Yes. All right. Absolutely. Even if they say the exact same thing, like if the seven-year-old says, I don't feel good, you know, okay, well, what does that seven-year-old mean? Right. And the 37-year-old, they say, I don't feel good. Okay.
0: That can mean a million different things. Uh, Yeah.
1: On either side.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, Or if one gets upset Well, okay, we're gonna. I want to respond a little bit differently to the seven year old (laughs) upset versus the thirty seven year olds. You follow what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And so, um, uh, if you can help, if if you can identify, you know, where someone is spiritually in their spiritual growth, what level they're at, what level of maturity they're at, um, then it will help you to not only select your group, it also helps you respond to them and also be. I think be more sympathetic and empathetic.
0: Absolutely, it's huge. it, It allows for a lot of grace uh at, you know that you can you can f- feel a lot more or provide a lot more grace to somebody that may have said something yeah. that kind of hurts your feelings or whatever if you're able to identify kind of where they're at
1: yeah because if when
0: i found that to work for me a bunch
1: yeah when a uh, so for example like when nally says you're mean mm-hmm. <laughs> okay you're you, saying you're not hurt you about know that? no <laughs> yeah. Because,
0: <laughs> it, it, but however, but what if I were to say you were mean, Jeff?
1: Yes, yeah, see, that'd be different.
0: Oh, would it, or yeah. would you just disregard it? <laughs> well, you know, spiritual maturity. Sure. Okay, <laughs> right, yeah. right. Go ahead. Yeah. So, Sorry. like,
1: it, or you know, and if a, again, if a 37 year old were to seriously say, Jeff, you're mean. Oh yeah, that's a different thing. Okay, I am going to respond a little different here. Yep. I agree. Uh, yeah, because, you know, uh, Natalie will say you're mean uh, when she's not getting what she wants.
0: Right, when she doesn't get any MMs or something. Yeah, that's
1: right. Exactly. <laughs> or she has to go to bed on time or whatever. Right. You Where what
0: that I... 37-year-old might, man, what you said really hurt me yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just emotionally. Your being, you're, you're mean. mean. Yeah, 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 that was mean. Yeah, that's, you know, that's I, two different things. Yeah,
1: so uh, So anyway, but that again, I, I know that sounds very simplistic, but... Uh, It will help you to respond to people at work, people in your family, if you can identify where they are spiritually in their maturity. So uh, anyway, we're going to be talking about that and what does it mean to make disciples with people at different stages spiritually. And I don't know. We're going to try to cover all of that in one episode because there's five stages. So if you give ten minutes each stage, you're talking fifty minutes right there. Sure. So we're gonna we'll unpack what we can at least introduce those five stages and but gonna, and the reason why we need to do that in episode two is because we're gonna refer back to these stages yeah. all the time yeah and I think it'll be helpful. I think
0: it's good that we get get a baseline, get yeah. some foundational stuff out of the way.
1: Yeah, and uh, can, and people can uh, so that we, that way we can use terminology that we all understand as we go through this little yeah, making disciples. Absolutely. Series. Uh, all right. So anything else building on that? Because, um, I'm ready to wrap it up.
0: No, I mean, I've got a million things. So, uh, no, I just, I'm, I'm excited about this particular topic. Uh, I'm really excited about our conversation, um, that, that we had today and that we're going to continue to have. And I just hope that the, uh, listeners enjoy it as much as I enjoy being here and doing it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about this series. Um, you know, and it will be just as long as it needs to be, and so, uh, and I think it's crucial. I think I think as Christians, we need to think about being a disciple, uh, and we also need to move deeper into thinking about making disciples, because literally, anybody can do this.
0: Well, and I want to make sure as we kind of go through this, I want to make sure that we uh, we don't just give the information. I I hope to be able to sprinkle in some of like my own experiences with some oh, of yeah. this uh, because man uh it's real simple to listen to somebody else provide information or whatever but to hear how those hear how those things were successful and then some of the things that weren't so successful and and just how much growth it has helped promote in my life man I'm hoping oh, yeah. that encourages other people too
1: Yeah I think when we get into the logistics of the stopship group Yeah that's gonna be a fun time, uh, yeah, and i I want and somewhere in this process, maybe when we talk about the stage of spiritual growth, yeah, yeah, we probably need to let you just simply share your story about when we first met,
0: oh man yeah (laughs) to today the fact that where you
1: were when we first met into how how in the world did you go from where you were the fact that
0: i'm even here able to talk on this is uh quite surprising
1: yeah everybody's shocked (laughs) yeah Yeah. so uh, the people that know me yeah for (laughs) those who don't know the first time i ever heard of billy johnson was uh when somebody said hey did you hear billy's gonna be here and i was just i was they weren't talking to me i was standing there And I said, well, who's Billy? And they were explaining who you were, and I didn't know who you were. Sure. And and somebody said, man... The church's roof is gonna fall in because yes. he never goes to church. You know? Never. I, so that was his reputation. Yeah, absolutely. And now yeah. he, now he's I an elder re- at yes. Genesis and Yes. I've earned both nuts. of
0: those reputations. In the beginning yeah. that was true, and now yeah. I, I'm an elder and I'm on fire for God yeah. and I've I've earned that too. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's good. So anyway, yeah. uh that's that whole discipleship process. Yes. Because you know, you went from mess, not engaged at all, right? not engaged at all, to Being a disciple to now you're intentionally making disciples. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so and happy to do it. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So uh, uh, I think you'll bring a lot to the table. I hope
0: I hope people enjoy it, and I hope people uh, you know can kind of uh, connect. Yeah, you know, because I yeah I look I've got a lot on you know a lot to my story. God has been great in it, and I'm just hoping it it gets people excited about making disciples.
1: All right. All right. Well, till next time, guys, uh, be thinking about being a disciple and making disciples.
0: Thank you for listening. This has been Conversations. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to click subscribe and leave us a great review. And to find out more about Genesis Church, please visit www.genesisbegins.com.